Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and uh, we have a little bit of a special podcast. Normally, of course, I have Michael Shore with me, but uh, have special guest star uh, with me today, uh, Dave Fleming from ESPN. Dave and I have been friends for a long time, really, really, really long time. And Dave is uh, somewhat uh, in the news these days because he has riled up uh, Tebow Nation, uh, which is really, uh, Dave, what, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Honestly, I mean, I knew it would take a Tebow miracle to get on podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it's all so I could get on this podcast. Well, it was that's that makes sense actually. That's now now this thing makes sense. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about Tebow, and uh, and we're also going to talk at some point uh, during this podcast about Bon Jovi because uh, Dave and I share a certain affinity for for John Bon Jovi. So um, boy, you really maybe I think your plan is to just make sure I can never leave my house. <laughs> Well, well, it's not like you haven't gone public with both of these things. Come on. I mean, it, it is out there. Um, all right, but we're going to talk Tebow first. And and uh, let's let's set the stage very quickly, because I've actually seen you interviewed a couple of times uh, about Tebow. And I'm not going to lie. It's almost like people are kind of I, I almost feel like people are just sort of setting you up. They're setting you up to, like, crush you because they'll say things like, you know, the story the headline was basically about Tim Tebow and failure. And I've seen a couple of times already where you've been interviewed and people have said, Tim Tebow is one of the all-time great college quarterbacks. How could you call him a failure? So it's sort of like a like an early setup on those things. So let's set this thing up. Uh, we both and everybody else uh, know that Tim Tebow was a fantastic college quarterback at Florida, uh, two-time national champion, Heisman Trophy winner, one of the all-time great college quarterbacks. I don't think anybody would argue that point. Uh, not as great for him since then, however. And I think that's what we're talking about. So your your story about Tim Tebow uh, really is about the last five years of his career. It, it let's. It, I'm getting this right, right? Exactly. And that's, I mean, that's a big part of the... I mean, people can't see straight when it comes to Tebow anyways, but the yes. premise of the story is not based on anything other than the repeated athletic humiliations he suffered during the last five years. And I don't think, just like you can't argue, I can't argue at all with what you said, and nor, nor do I want to, about, no. about what a great quarterback he was in college. And on the flip side of that, you can't argue really kind of uh, – what a bizarre trip he's been on the last five years. No, I don't think you can argue it. And and that's that's where I mean, look, I'm I'm with you. You know, I'm hiding behind you. I'm not I'm not out front on this with you. I gotta but tell you, Boss, there have been I have heard from so many colleagues <laughs> who have been like, I'm so glad someone said what you said. I'm just glad it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm I'm not having anything to do with it, but yeah, you go. Yeah. We we appreciate you going. Um no, you can't argue that Tim Tebow's professional sports career, especially after he did have that sort of fun, weird, magical run there with the Broncos for a for a for a very brief time. Um, but you can't argue. Nobody can argue that the last five years have been 
one athletic humiliation after another. And and people who love Tebow, which is a substantial group of people, uh, and I don't I don't blame them at all. I mean, Tim Tebow is a very he's a he's a admirable character on so many different levels, and obviously you can love him for being as out front as he is uh, from from a religious standpoint. You can love him because he is not afraid to to say things that a lot of people believe and and you know from a political standpoint uh so nobody's questioning those things however there is the questioning of reality and the reality of tim tebow since that denver uh you know sort of miracle for 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 those few games um tim tebow athletically has been a non-story really and yet he's always the story that's so strange Yeah, and I think, I mean, my defense to people who have been like, how dare you call him a failure? And it's like, well, how else would you describe the last five years? You know, he literally, he he couldn't beat, he couldn't beat out Mark Sanchez. And I I even forget the backup quarterback. So he was a third string quarterback with the New York Jets. He got cut by the Patriots. And then he got replaced. He got cut on the Eagles uh, in favor of someone named Thad Lewis. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and now he, now he gets be only because of his name for no other reason. He gets an invite that he didn't deserve to the Arizona fall league. And he strikes out uh, 20 times in 60 at bats. I mean, it's honestly, I, it's you, what you can't describe it as anything else other than a failure. And really the point of the story, which I think people get so, blinded by their their belief and their faith in tebow and and i get that too um they you know that they think that first of all that he's above criticism um and 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 second of all that that they they just want to know how could you how could you dare say anything bad about this guy yeah well to me there's there's a couple of really interesting points and obviously i think the story is really really good and you should go to espn and read it and if you read it with an open mind it's not a hit job on tim tebow i mean it certainly is very pointed in talking about his failure in a way that i think many uh people have not been you know there's always been and and i understand why that is and you and i think it's reflected in your story because your story talks about how in a in a business where failure is is so disastrous in every other case any other person fails they they just take tremendous they get fired they get cut they get abused on twitter they get crushed in the media anybody else fails and it is the end of the world and i mean failure can be razor thin too failure can be Steph Curry, you know, going one for 16 from three point range and suddenly he's, he's getting hit, you know I mean? It's like at any point, anybody else, they get failure except this guy, except for Tim Tebow and Tim Tebow. Yeah. And that was the point. Well, that was the point. I think that's what people failed to see is that we, I was actually most interested in answering that question. And that's how it came up with an editor um, at, at ESPN, which was, I don't help us understand why this guy who's got so many other options, why is he so unafraid of failure, which we explored, you know, through his faith and through some different avenues in a way that I thought was complimentary 
you know, sure. that he's really sort of stands by himself as a guy who isn't afraid or isn't sort of uh, 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 held back by the prospect of failure. And he certainly must not be for uh, for somebody who's willing to try this experiment with with Major League Baseball. And it's and then I think what was really shocking was when I put together the the tweet that he tweeted out after he got cut by the Patriots, which which sort of connected his faith to failure and to being weak. Yes. And then the fact that he, the before he had even been cut by the Eagles, he must have been at work on a book about failing and, and how to, um, you know, how to overcome setbacks in your life. And all of a sudden it started, all the pieces started falling in place. And it's like, well, now I kind of understand it's, it's his industry. It has been his industry for the last five years. And you're right. We all giggle because that's kind of harsh. But again, you, I, you, you can't argue that. No, no. And I think, I think to me, it's the word failure, right? Because the word failure is such a, it's such a marked word. It's so powerful. And again, look, if like when people would talk about sports and you know this as well as anybody, you've been around this business a long time. So when you talk failure, you are talking about, uh, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Ryan experience in Buffalo, right? Like that's a failure. Like he went in big talk. Everything was, was promised. Uh, he came in, Hey, I'm here to win Super Bowls, whatever. And he didn't do it. And he got fired. That's a failure. And everybody sees that as a failure and everybody explains, you know, then, and there's, a million, you know, Rex Ryan jokes out there and and so on and so forth and just goes on. That's a failure. Nobody seems to want to realize that when you when you sit there and and say, "Hey, I am going to work until until doomsday to become a quarterback because I know I can do it." And then you consistently fail at quarterback and then suddenly you're like, "No, no, I forget that. I'm a baseball player now." And and you go play baseball and you're not, you mean you're, you have no chance. You have no chance. I look, I don't, he's a great athlete, but there's no chance for a 29 year old guy who has not played baseball since high school uh, and wasn't really that great a baseball player in high school. I mean, it wasn't like everybody's like, this guy's the number one overall pick in the draft. If he decides to play baseball, uh, there's no way that guy can succeed. I mean, it's um, it would take a miracle. And you know, I know that Tim Tebow, in many ways, is in the miracle business, and he's and he's performed miracles in you know in in college football and even a little bit in the NFL. So I get that everybody wants to buy into that, and nobody wants to consider that a failure. But what else is it? Like what? It's it's, it's just uh, you know what's interesting to me is here's here's another Tebow miracle, honestly. You, when you said the words that he actually has said and lived, where it's, I will go to the ends of the earth to become a starting quarterback, but just not to Canada or the Arena Football <laughs> League. It, and when anybody else says them out loud, it makes you laugh. It makes you giggle because they're so right. disingenuous and so um, hypocritical and so just sort of uh, just on their face, just so flatly just, you know, uh, ridiculous and and but somehow he is able to get away with that and that's so that's the other thing that really interests me in this whole thing is that he so he's created this brand 
where he is seen by people as being so good and so faithful and, and, and so good for sports and so sort of filling a vacuum that, that uh, of goodness and authenticity in sports that he can literally say whatever he wants. And as hypocritical as it is, nobody bats an eyelash. They just go, Oh yeah, because it's Tim Tebow. Definitely. I mean, he, Tim Tebow can look us in the eye and say that, he nothing will nothing will get in the way of him becoming a major league baseball player except a few weekend gigs with SEC <laughs> Network, and we'll all go, yeah, yeah, boy, that Tim, he's a hard worker. It's ridiculous. It's, it's on it, its face. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So, but but it gets to this question of why? Why do people love Tim Tebow without judgment? Because I don't think there are very many other athletes who have ever achieved that that level of of you know I wouldn't even call it uh, scrutiny because he's certainly been under tremendous scrutiny in his career and there's always been Tebow doubters and there have always been people who I think you know you could argue were even unfair to Tim Tebow and you know saying that a lot of what Tim Tebow did in college was just the system and it wasn't him and and you know and I don't think that's right either I mean I think Tim Tebow absolutely achieved everything he achieved in college because he was a great college football player I never thought his skills were going to uh translate to the NFL I never did I was never a believer in that but he was a first round pick and he did start NFL games start an NFL playoff game uh, you know, had some success. Teammates kind of liked him and 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 definitely rallied around him in ways that suggest he's a terrific leader and and somebody that people admire. Um, but yet, why? Why are the other side? So the pe- so so not forget the doubters, the people who love Tim Tebow without any level of scrutiny. Where does that come from? Is that just power of personality? Is that just because Tim Tebow was such a great college player that he inspired this level of I will be with you no matter what you do? I mean, what is it about Tebow, you think? I One of the things we pointed out in the piece, right, was that I think after it's all said and done, the Tebow phenomena says way more about the current state of sports than it does yeah. about Tebow, right? The fact that a guy who has been a failure at professional sports for the last five years that we're even still talking about him. Um, you know, it says, I think I described it as uh, the Hoosiers myth in sports that we, none of us, the, the greatest cynics in the world, you know, don't want to let go of. And that's, right. you know, that maybe the, 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 you know, if you have high enough moral character and a uh, great enough work ethic and dark, dark, you know, gosh, darn it. You just, you just give it your all, um, you know, that can overcome any, uh, any lack of talent or execution. And, and, and it absolutely can't. And we all know that it can't, but that 13 year old boy in us doesn't want to, uh, doesn't want to let that go. And I do think that's why we indulge the Tebow uh, circus is because when he dies, so does a big part of that myth, I think. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. Look, I Tim Tebow, I know with 100% certainty 
that Tim Tebow cannot play in the major leagues. I, I know that from from a lifetime of baseball watching, a you know countless hours of studying the history of the game, and 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 I know one hundred percent certainty that Tim Tebow cannot play in the major leagues. And yet I'm kind of interested to see him hit. I kind of want to see him go up there. And I and I and it's not a negative feeling. I don't want to see him humiliate himself. That is not it at all. I have no interest in that. Tim Tebow seems a very likable guy to me. I I've always rooted for Tim Tebow. I have no issue with that at all. But I know he's not going to make it. I know that what I'm almost certain to see when he goes up against Rick Porcello is there's a chance that he will face Rick Porcello. I know it will be nothing but humiliation. And yet there is that tiny part of me that's like, you know, maybe, maybe somehow he can do it. And maybe it is that, maybe it is that sports movie thing. You know, maybe it is just that, that, you know, oh, I, I really want to see to see something extraordinary and miraculous. He brings that out in people and in a way that I think, you know, is a credit to him, um, you know, and a credit to sort of the, the, the strength of, of his story. I, I, it, and I don't, it's completely illogical. It's completely illogical because Tim Tebow should be gone. I mean, Tim Tebow, he absolutely is taking up a roster spot. That should be somebody else's. Uh, he absolutely has no chance to make it. He's he's just doing it. He does not seem to be fully committed to it, as you mentioned. I mean, you know, that that to me did, when he did it, when he first said, hey, I'm playing baseball, my thought was, hey, you know what? That's harmless. That's fine. Let him try. That'll be cool. He's Tim Tebow. He's, he's you know, it's, why not? And then it's like, yeah, but I'm not going to show up for all the games because obviously I've still got the, Thing with the SEC network, and I thought, okay, that story's lost a lot of interest for me. You it's know, all, that's telling you, pause again. We're going through the same thing. It's like all the things you said. If anybody, if any other athlete, imagine if Cam Newton had done this. Oh my gosh, yes. I mean, any other athlete, we would be screaming about this, about <laughs> how he's taking away the opportunity of an actual, an actual minor league baseball player, um, you know, who's probably been grinding away in the minors for three years. We'd be screaming about that. Anybody else who who said, you know, I'm going to I got this gift of an invite to the Arizona Fall League, but I'm going to skip a couple of games so I can be on TV. We would be pulling our hair out and 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 all that just to say that, you know, when he gets up to bat, he's going to fall down and check his swing and the ball's going to go off the barrel of his bat and it's going to be a two run RBI blooper bloop <laughs> and it, the Tebow mania will just take off from there. I just, it's really, I think it's, it's, um, you know, I, and the other thing is you mentioned that again, I don't necessarily disagree with, but it's, I just try, I try and substitute somebody else in for Tebow and think if we would say the same way where it's like, I, when everybody says, Oh, I just don't, I don't really have a problem with that, you know, with him doing this. And it's, I, I just imagine like Arian Foster or somebody else, you know, the guy wouldn't. And then I don't understand to me, that's the grandest hypocrisy of all this, right? Is that a guy who we all sort of, when you mix in the idea of faith, it shouldn't yes. make you less, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to answer less to things like, you know, uh, truth and fairness and, uh, competitiveness and 
and critical analysis. It shouldn't, you shouldn't, that shouldn't, you shouldn't cloak yourself in that in a way that makes you untouchable. And I think Tebow does that. Uh, maybe that's what he's really a genius at is being untouchable in the way he sort of subtly cloaks himself in all these cultural third rails that nobody wants to touch. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's, there's no question about it. And that's, and, and what I was saying is none of this is, there's something about Tebow that, that, that pulls that out of me because I would not feel that way about anybody else. You're a hundred percent right. Uh, I mean, look, I'm all for anybody going for the dream. I actually was one of those people that loved that Michael Jordan tried to play baseball. I just loved that because it, I mean, I don't know what really was at the heart of it. Uh, the story obviously was that he was doing it, you know, with his, his father wanted him to play baseball. I think he was bored with basketball. You know, obviously there's all sorts of rumors about the NBA, but regardless, I thought, why not? Why not? And again, yes. Was he taking a spot from somebody? Probably, but, but you know, he was, it was, it was somebody trying to chase a dream. And I thought, well, that's fun to watch. A lot of other people didn't feel that way though. Sports Illustrated, you know, put him on the cover about, you know, basically calling him an embarrassment. A lot of people said that. Nobody, now I wouldn't say nobody, but a a substantial percentage of, of people who have covered Tim Tebow have not made the point that you are making, which is kind of obvious. I mean, if you really just break it down. Yeah. And the and uh I don't even know. That's what I mean. I, I just don't I don't I don't know what it's going to take. Right. And I, I do think here's the other thing where, and I, I referred to him in the piece as sort of this uh, old, old, uh, a sports version of a sort of tent revival preacher. Right. Yeah. He sort of comes into town, tells us what we want to hear, uh, raises us up for a couple of days, empties our pockets and then moves on uh, in this case to another sport before we realize you know, what, what's going on. And I, I, I think that's kind of, that's kind of what he's, what he's doing. And I, I, the fact that nobody will call him on it, um, is part of his, part of his whole sort of scam. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there you go. Using words like scam. There you go. See, you're just causing problems. No, but you're, you're right. Look, I, I think we, we were texting back and forth and I was making this point that, uh, you know, I'm writing this book about Harry Houdini and uh, and one of the things that fascinates me is that Houdini embodied this this thing that that people uh, that capture people's imaginations in a huge way. This idea of escaping from impossible odds. He wasn't the first person to do it. He wasn't the uh, he wasn't the great greatest magician of his time uh, at by by any means. And and. Yet it was something about him, his personality, his name, uh, his his history, uh, his his ability to promote himself. All of these things fit together to create this iconic thing so that at some point along the way, the idea of escape became Houdini's. And it feels like it's the same thing with Tebow in that the idea of finding the odds, beating the doubters, you know, sticking to your to your, you know, to your goals and your heart, um, you know, despite what everybody says about you has sort of become the Tebow brand. And yet, unlike Houdini, he hasn't really escaped from anything. I mean, there's no, there's no real, there's no real reason that Tebow has managed to just be kind of become that brand. 
Well, yeah, he hasn't escaped from anything except, you know, interceptions, I think. <laughs> he did escape from a few of those. He did escape from a few of those. All right, so tell me what's what's the re, what's the response been to your story? Oh, you know, it's been I I think I've actually been really touched by the support of colleagues who sort of realize maybe what, you know, I'm not I'm overstating it a little bit, but sort of what I've been going through since this piece came out. Um, you know, I I actually do really appreciate all the people including yourself who sort of sent me supportive texts and 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 we're like you know i like the piece and uh hang in there etc cetera, etc cetera. because again people i really like engaging with people and readers in particular on twitter um, sure. but people literally cannot have and maybe it says again again it's a it's he's the perfect person at the perfect time but when you mix in uh politics and religion and faith yeah. and sports people literally cannot have uh, a, a normal conversation where they just agree to disagree. It's just everybody. It's just been one attack on me after, after another. And um, I really don't mind it that much. I mean, I really, I, we've talked about this before, you know, when you write a piece like this, I, I was, I had ESPN as a platform. I got 2,500 words. I said my piece, I'm, I, I'm happy with it. And now the readers can respond and and sort of in any way that they they see fit. But uh, yeah, some of it's been pretty funny and some of it's been a little bit sad. <laughs> yeah, well, I think there's a little combination of both. What's surprising to me, though, is nobody's really able to counter the sort of the main thesis of the piece. Now, look, they can disagree with your portrayal of him that they might say, look, there's nothing hypocritical about what he's doing or or whatever. I mean, there's, you know, look, everybody can reasonably disagree on certain things, but nobody can possibly disagree with the notion that the last five years, Tim Tebow has been a an athletic failure. I mean, nobody can argue that point. I mean, I guess you could early on say, well, he's not getting fair chances or, or nobody's really appreciating what his talents are. But, you know, it's been numerous chances on the football side. And now he got a gift, as you've said, to, to even try this baseball thing. So the opportunities are for Tim Tebow are immense. And yet he's he's not he's just not quite good enough to 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 make those work. Yeah, I mean, it's remarkable, really, I think, more from a marketing standpoint. Right. And an image standpoint that whatever it is, whatever sort of void he's filling, it's you know, if you if you come across as a good enough guy uh, and your motives are pure, uh, sports fans will basically put up with five years of unrelenting, embarrassing failure and still, uh, be rooting you on. It's, 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 it's actually, like I said, the, I mean, the, from a marketing standpoint, it's, it's incredible. And, and but that's why we mentioned his brand is literally, uh, uh, you know, failure incorporated. Well, what I'm just saying is there are other nice guys and there are other religious guys and there are other, you know, but nobody, nobody's quite pulled it off like he has. Nobody else. I mean, look, everybody else. Tim Tebow could easily have gone this way. He he tries his best in football, uh, the NFL. He, he gets a shot, uh, you know, feels like maybe, hey, the league never gave him a full look, whatever the case. He goes to broadcast, which is what he did. 
And he's a hero forever. He's a hero forever. So I think that there is some sense of, hey, that guy kept trying and you respect that. But I, but I think your point about nobody else being able to do this is right. Nobody else could have just continuously kept going in in football to to sort of, I mean, not even in failure is like getting there and not succeeding. I mean, he, he hasn't been able to make a team. And then and then this baseball thing, which everybody has to understand is is is, you know, destined for for a terrible ending. Right. Because he'll because he'll quit is what will happen. I mean, he'll you know, he's he'll quit or he'll get caught. I mean, there's no there's no third option really there. No one. So right for a second that Tim Tebow, even after promising that he would this is going to pursue this with relent with, you know, just, he's going to relentlessly pursue this dream of his, this, this second dream that he just realized he had, um, you know, that no one believes for a second that this guy is going to get on a bus and grind out 140 games in, in single a ball in 150 days and eat peanut butter and jelly and, and take, uh, you know, bus rides for four days in a row and then try and hit a 95 mile an hour slider in Jackson, Mississippi. No one believes that for a second. And I, I did want to go back to, because I think, again, you, you've got, there's basically two forms of, 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 you know, you've got sports as a religion and religion as a religion in this, right. in this, in this culture. And he is right in at the cross section of that. And I think that's where he gets his power and his support from. But then, you know, the idea that it's genius, right? He, for, if you look at this from his faith's perspective, he, his big thing is that my only, he has put himself in the position where he can't fail. He can't fail. He has said repeatedly, right? That the, his teachings and his faith have told him that the only failure is regret. And it's genius. I mean, he set himself up to a point where he can go, uh, you know, over a hundred in spring training and people will think of him as even being more faithful and more religious because his answer will be, well, at least I was brave enough to follow my heart and my calling. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's like, well, how do you think this podcast will go? Well, I'm not going to judge myself. I just, it's just, as long as I don't have any regrets, I don't, I can, well, just, I can just speak gibberish for 30 minutes, but as long as I don't have any regrets, I'll be happy. By the way, that is what this podcast is. It's just speaking <laughs> gibberish for 30 minutes. Um, no, but there, but there is a point there. If Tim Tebow does go down to A ball or double A ball, I mean, I don't even know what level he can play at. But assuming that the Mets decide not to just end this thing, which they could, but if they said, okay, hey, look, Tim, we like a little bit of your swing. You've got your speed is okay, whatever. Uh, we're sending you down to A ball. If he went down there and played 140 games and rode a bus, I would have absolute respect for that. I would totally respect if he really did that. And would absolutely have no respect for him if he didn't. And his history suggests he wouldn't do that. So I don't know that he would or would not. But if he did do that, I think that would be that would that would show some real sincerity on his part. Because let's face it, this chasing the dream in front of cameras at spring training with major leaguers is not that's fantasy camp. That's not really chasing the dream. Same thing with the Arizona Fall League. That's a very high level of baseball in front of lots of people where you can really still, you know, you know, sell Tim Tebow jerseys or whatever else you need to do. 
If he went down to Jackson, Mississippi, or wherever the heck the the Mets you know would send him, uh, and spent 140 games doing that in sort of silence, trying to get himself to be a great baseball player, I'd have tremendous respect for that. I really would. I would, and I'd be I'd be right there with you, and I would be begging my editors to write another story about him, sort of uh, you know making good on his on his pledge. Yeah, so I I the. A couple of seasons ago, I followed a double A team, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers double A team in Biloxi uh, around for most of the summer because their their stadium wasn't built. And so they had to go on like a 60 day road trip right. to start their, our summer. And I've actually become became friends with with a handful of those players. And those were the first guys that I called when it turned out I couldn't get out of this Tim Tebow assignment. <laughs> and, <laughs> And I was, and a lot of those guys are very religious, very, very driven by their faith, very upfront with their faith. And to a man, they were, that's the first thing they said was, there's no way this guy is going to, if he does grind it out, that they'll have all the respect in the world. But uh, right. these guys were disgusted by the fact that baseball, you know, they're fans of Tim Tebow, but they're disgusted by the fact that, that baseball would give him this kind of opportunity um, and I have to tell you, Paz, I, I followed that team for stretches at a time. And after four or five days, these, you know, these guys are on the road for what, a hundred days, at least after four or five days, right? it's, you don't even know what town you're in. You don't know what time it is. Oh, I know it's, it's, I have so much respect for minor league baseball players. And that's part of, um, where maybe some of the anger and attitude comes from is that they were the, the first calls I made were to these guys and you could tell how upset and just disappointed they were um, in this whole sort of circus. Yeah. Well, it's a circus. Now, if he goes down to the minor leagues and plays like Jordan did, that's why I respected what Jordan did. Yep. Jordan went to Birmingham and rode buses. He did it. Yep. He, he walked the walk on that. Uh, if he does that, you know, look, I still don't think he has no chance to become major leaguer. Nothing changes in my view on like from a pure scouting perspective, but if he really does that and says, that's it, uh, this dream is so important to me, I'm going to basically step out of the limelight. You're not even going to see me except when I come to your town to play ball. Um, yeah, that would be, you know, now I'll say this. If he does it with a camera crew, that would be, as, it would not be as impressive to me. Um, well, and let's face but it, if right? He, if he quits tomorrow, his supporters are still going to be like, he still had the guts to pursue his dream and, and, and you, and who are you just typing behind it? You know, it's, that's going to be yeah. the story no matter what. That's what I mean. Instead of taking this opportunity for this discussion, which would be really cool about sort of this weird mix of faith and marketing and, sure. and, and sports, you know, people just draw sides and refuse to even listen. But that's what, I mean, that's, what's going to happen. He's going to quit and people are going to applaud him for quitting. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the most likely scenario for sure. And, and you know, I, as somebody who is, you know, and I think you, you're the same way, as somebody who who certainly sees a lot of good in Tim Tebow, uh, I think that's, you know, that's just a, that's a very, very sad ending to to whatever this is. I mean, I like I say, up to now, he has not tried anything. This has been absolute fantasy camp up to now. He has not dedicated anything to it. He has not... Uh, he has not given anything of himself to this dream. He is 
played baseball in front of a camera basically and worked out, but with worked out with major leaguers and you know, who, who among us wouldn't want to do that? I, I'd love to basically quit my job and, you know, give baseball a try. Why not? I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, you know, the so other if, ending that I would really like to see is him move on to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> Can he skate? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> His faith will push him down the ice. He will float and he'll, he'll, they'll put him on a line with, uh, with Crosby and, uh, you know, they'll win a Stanley cup. It'll be, that's, that's the ending we all want. He's moving on to <laughs> hockey. I'm telling you. I'm walking away from this conversation right now. That's it. You lost me at the hockey thing. No, uh, we are not going to even have time to talk about John Bon Jovi. So we'll do that on the next podcast that we're together. Um, besides, you've already gotten you know yourself in so much trouble. I don't need to add to 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 that. I would like to say though, a perfect ending then would be that as I was doing my initial research on Tebow, uh, having just come off written writing a column on. Uh, how lame Bon Jovi is. I noticed that guess who put a blurb in, in Tebow's last book. Guess who the first blurb is from in Tebow's last book. Is it a singer of some sort? (laughs) John Bon Jovi. And I thought, Oh my God, I should just quit now. (laughs) You know, I think you just like this. I think you like getting in. You just like, you like the abuse. You like people to come after you. There is, I do, I'm not going to lie that there is a certain type of person that I enjoy getting under their skin. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, Dave, you're the best. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for uh, for the time and we'll have you back on here again. It's been my pleasure and uh, thanks.